0: You're listening to an Encore presentation of The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell.
1: Welcome to The Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now in the studio, local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell.
2: Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere, or catch my show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, please go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your local mortgage expert and your host, Tina Mitchell bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they can affect your money. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast to connect with the guests that I have on the show today, or any additional questions, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyara.com. And my lineup for today's show, Cherry O'Neill of active transformation. And also, if you are watching the show on my Facebook uh, live premiere or YouTube channel, I would love to introduce you to my producer over at Hubber Radio, Benny. Hi, Tina. And also my marketing director with the team, Becky. Hi, Tina. I just want to give a, a shout out and a thank you to both of them. There's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes to make this show the success that it is, and I could not do it without them. So thank you again to both of you. Great information and great guests in studio. For more information on any topic discussed, please call the show at one 855 411 Again, that's one 855 411 or online at themoneyhour.com. And we'll start out, start out today's show as I do each week with a little bit of money chat.
3: Money.
1: Money.
2: Inflation conversation. Inflation measure jumps to the highest level since January of 1982. Inflation reached 7.9% in the last 12 months, ending in February, and consumer prices are the highest in 40 years. Prices for gas, food, and housing, which are the necessary rather than the discretionary spending, drove the February price increases. Over the last 12 months, food prices went up 7.9%, the biggest jump since July of 1981. Grocery store prices rose an even faster pace at 8.6% over that same period of time, the biggest increase since April of 1981. Now, gasoline prices alone rose 6.6% and contribute nearly a 3rd of the overall inflation increase in February. Over the past year, they have risen 38%. Even the dollar store has increased their prices. You will now pay $1.25. They might have to think about changing their company name. Americans must reach deeper into their pockets to pay for their day-to-day expenses. Credit card and debt card spending increased by an average of 15.7% in the 28 days ending on March 5th, compared with the same time previous last year, according to data from Bank of America. For most Americans, inflation is running far ahead of the pay increases that they may have received in the past year, making it harder for them to afford their necessities like food, gas, and rent. As a consequence, inflation has become the top political threat to President Biden and the Congressional Democrats as midterm elections draw closer. Small business people say in surveys that it's their primary economic concern. Now, economists had hoped that the pandemic Pike heights of the past months, driven by supply chain problems and higher demand, would start to subside as the year went on. But with the Russian Ukraine, Ukraine conflict expected to push energy and food prices higher for its duration, a new type of inflation that's not linked to the pandemic could take center stage. Across the country, individual Americans, as well as companies, are struggling with the inflation spike and trying to minimize its impact. Seeking to the stem of inflation surge, the Federal Reserve is set to raise interest rates several times this year, beginning with a quarter point hike next week. The Fed face is a delicate challenge. If it tightens credit too aggressively this year, it risks undercutting the economy and possibly triggering a recession. If we are to see a recession, how will that impact housing? If we look at history of all the recessions since 1960, in almost all of them, housing either remained stable or values increased. The exception was 2009 because of the bad lending practices. The recession was caused by the housing bubble. The recession did not cause the housing bubble. There were a ton of bad loans being uh, done, fog up a mirror, no income verification, no assets, and even even no job was required to get a loan. Now, the 2020 recession, home prices powered higher. Mortgage properties with negative equity decreased by 25% from last year. There are now only 1.1 million homes, or just 1.2% of all mortgage properties that are underwater, which is the lowest level in over 12 years. And that is your money chat. Coming up next in the money hour, I have Cherry O'Neill. It is going to be the Cherry O'Neill hour of active transformation right here on 1150 AM KKNW.
1: self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk 1150.
0: You're listening to an encore presentation
1: of The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell.
2: You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday show. You can also listen to my Facebook premiere, my uh, podcast, or my show on my YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on any of my upcoming events, please go to tinamitchelleevents.com. And I'm your local mortgage expert and your host of the show. On 1150 AM KKNW, it is a great day to talk about money, and that is what the show is all about: how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I am here to answer any questions, or more importantly, to connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1855 41150. Again, that's 1855 41150, or online at themoneyhour.com. And now in studio. Cheri O'Neill of Active Transformation right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Cheri, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, very excited. And before we uh, get into the interview, I would love to give our listeners a little bit about your, your background. A new perspective, a boost, a helping hand, an encourager, a guide, a partner on journey. Have you ever wished for these things when feeling stuck, unmotivated, or in need of clarity in your life? Cherry O'Neill is a woman who can offer you these things and more as a personal life coach. If self-esteem, lack of passion or direction, or connecting with sense of purpose are areas where you need help or... More specifically, if body image, perfectionism, parenting issues, finding meaning in life in your third act are areas where you could use experience Sherpa for your journey, Cherry O'Neill is your gal. She would love to help you make your own active transformation. Active transformation is personal coaching in pursuit of passion, purpose, and potential. Uh, And that's why I wanted to give Sherry the entire entire hour of the show because she has a wealth of information and experience to be able to share. So Sherry, Sherry, as we start out our uh, show with you today, what life experience brought you into your line of work?
3: Well, I've always been interested in helping people. It's been something that's just been in me since I um, since I was as young as I can remember, really. I would kind of go out of my way to find the person that was sitting alone and try to strike up a conversation or make friends or see somebody that was sitting on the set steps of a pool and try to teach them how to swim. <laughs> <It> just <laughs> That's just who I am. And um, I I had gotten close to the end of officially raising my five kids where they were actually living at home, and I had seen my own mother kind of get to a point where when all four of her daughters, and we're close together in age, when we left home, she kind of withered a bit because her whole purpose in life had been to be there as a mother and as somebody to, to support and raise us. And having seen my mom go through that, I anticipated the fact that I might go through that myself if I didn't have something in line yeah. to um, kind of pour myself into. And so as my youngest daughter was finishing high school, I uh, signed up for a certification course in coaching because it felt like like it would enable me to do the things that I already felt gifted and drawn to doing. Yeah. And, um So I I took this coaching course, and I really wasn't thinking about necessarily starting a business. I just thought that I was going to add some tools to my toolkit because I did a lot of work with young people in our community. And I thought, what a great thing to do to be able to coach young kids, especially kids that maybe have gone through uh, a rehab program or a boarding school or something where they've really kind of been taken away from their regular environment to kind of reboot their lives, to learn new coping skills and and life skills. But then the problem is they go back to that old environment and how do they apply the new skills that they've learned in that old environment and not fall into the same old patterns. I thought a coach would be great for that because what I loved the idea of was helping young people figure out what they're passionate about, what they want to move towards, not just what they want to move away from because I think that's a much more powerful motivation. If you're just worrying about staying out of trouble, that's not really going to get you anywhere. But if you have something that you are excited about doing with your life, and you're ready to, you know, to go after it, then that'll keep you out of trouble by itself, right? You know, so, so I thought, I thought if I have that in my back pocket as, you know, tools in my toolkit, I'll be able to continue to help kids because I had you know, had uh, designed programs in local schools and had done a parent networking group and had helped out with the youth group at our church. I just had been very youth oriented. So when I joined this certification course, part of their program, part of their uh, curriculum was to help the people that were taking the course learn how to start their own coaching business. And so I, I started just doing the homework and Uh, the more I was able to work with what they call guinea pig clients and have that experience of asking questions and getting people to maybe look at something from a different perspective and then see light bulbs go on and lives begin to change. It was like, wow, this, this is amazing. And So I decided to go for it, named my business, um, you know, did all the stuff myself, you know, (laughs) you know, getting my my business license and kind of just kind of navigating my way through all of this because I'd never really even worked outside my home, let alone had a business. You know, I'd gone straight from being in my parents' house to getting married and starting my family. So it was a, it was an education. It was a business education and a coaching education, but I felt like I was a little bit further ahead in the coaching education because of the life experiences that yes. I'd had
2: already. Absolutely, and I'm sure we're going to uh, talk about uh, some of those today. And and yeah, it's you know um, thinking about what you naturally did, being naturally nurturing, and wanting to help people and step in when you saw that they were in need. Uh, it's great to see our our gifts. We we notice those things as we're you know, when we're our youngest memories. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, going back and thinking about that as you're thinking about if you're listening and thinking about starting a new business. And yeah, I, I can't even imagine uh, what it be would be like, not just, you know, I can with one child, but with five children. And then now <laughs> no children that you're really responsible for anymore because we're all in different seasons in our lives. So really excited to uh, uh, to see that you've been able to take your gifts and talents and all that you learn, of course, reading, raising five kids. And yeah, <laughs> a great coach knows the right questions to answer, ask, because they don't come up with the answer. A great coach asks the right questions to where just as Cherry said, she then can watch you have your own aha moments as you are giving the answer that she knows within you. And that's really what a coach is about is being able to draw that out. And you can only do that by having the skills of the questions to ask and to navigate you through that discovery journey
3: mm-hmm right. yeah
2: so cherry, to what do you credit your success to in business?
3: um <laughs> I think you know you tending to the nuts and bolts and just making sure that you're you know doing all the things that you need to do to keep afloat as a business, that was something that I had to learn. but I think if you do what you love and th- then that automatically means that you're going to try to do it well and if if people, sense that they are uh being listened to validated um understood and and heard then that goes a long way to having a successful coaching business because it isn't about me telling somebody what to do it's about me helping them figure out what has gotten them stuck and help them pull themselves out of that and then move forward and maybe even consider things that they hadn't uh had the allowed themselves to consider before uh, things that, you know, maybe they had set aside in their life because they had to raise their own family or have their own job. And now they're at a point in their life where it's not about what they have to do. It's about what they get to do. And you see that, that spark of joy to borrow from Marie Kondo, (laughs) yeah you know, it's like, wow, you mean I actually get to create something new in my life, something that I'm excited about, something that I always thought I could do. And now, uh, there's an opportunity for me to do it. So it's not so much the business aspect of it. Um, I think, you know, you can take a business course and figure out how to do all the right things to, to grow a business, but, but if you're going to grow a business, it should be something that you
2: are passionate about
3: if you really want it to, to flourish.
2: Absolutely. Because you have to, you have to have that passion and then that passion uh, leads to uh, really fulfilling your why. Right. Exactly. In life. And yeah, if you're listening to the show, I hope that you heard and take this away because it's a powerful one. Have a new dialogue with yourself. And every time you hear yourself say, I have to, to change it to I get to, this is an opportunity. And if it doesn't feel like that you get to do that and you're feeling that half, then maybe you need to rethink what you have in your life and what you're doing. So um, that is a huge takeaway uh, for today in your dialogue. So Cherry, what hard choice have you had to make to get you where you're at in your business right now today? Um, I
3: guess... It wasn't really a hard choice for me. I I think pricing is something that people always talk about. And Uh I know that I could be charging a lot more as a coach, but my goal was to try and reach out to people who were struggling. And so I would much rather make myself more accessible to as many people as possible than to worry about, you know, whether I'm climbing, you know, Climbing the financial charts with my own income. That's not why I wanted to get into this. I wanted to get into this to help people. And so even though people have encouraged me to increase my prices, um, I've always tried to keep, keep it on the low end of normal. And that's a choice that I've deliberately made
2: yeah and then and the, and that's great i know exactly uh you know what you're you're saying cherry i mean my, my, uh, i've been in the mortgage industry for over a quarter century and that's where my money is making uh has made uh, but i have a lot of platforms that um for me they're complementary because it's not my income platform but people you know uh say you know, why don't you charge? And it's because those platforms are not about the income producing, it's about, um, you know, being able to help people. So yeah, pricing really is, um, is, is a a magic thing in business, depending on the space and what your ultimate goal is. And a lot Mm -hmm. of times if you have, if you can make it more reasonable for people, your business is your practice is going to build based on that as well. Right.
3: And and the other thing is that, coaching is not, hasn't been around a long time. So it's not a regulated field and therefore it's not covered by insurance. And so I want to keep that in mind yes. while coaching is different than therapy in that our goal as coaches is to get you from point A to point B as efficiently and, and, uh, you know, uh, in as time efficient a way as possible. Yeah. We, do, I don't want to short shift anybody and, you know, shove them out the door before they're ready. But the idea is to get you to be able to kind of fly with your own wings. And um, so with that in mind, and the fact that I'm trying to reach as many people as I can, I try to keep the, the cost low because it isn't covered by insurance. And I want to help people that
2: are struggling. Yeah, that's great, Terry. So is there anything that you would have done differently looking back in your business, something that you didn't know that you know now? Um <laughs> it's probably something
3: that I could do now if I really had the gumption to do it. Uh I didn't graduate from college and I really wish that I had, but I met the person that I got married to. So, you know, that began an education of a different kind. Yes. <laughs> but But um, I was always fascinated, no surprise, uh, with the field of psychology. Mm -hmm. And um, every course I took at UCLA, I mean, every uh, quarter I took at UCLA, I took at least one course in psychology. And so um, the one thing I'd probably change is going back and and getting a degree um, just because it would kind of make things sound a little bit more, I don't know professional or official or whatever. Not because I think that it would make me more understanding or more insightful, but I think it would add to some of the credibility for me as a, as a professional coach.
2: Well, as you know, uh, as a professional life coach, it's never too late, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Tree, uh, for that um, great uh, information that you've uh, provided for my listeners. Coming up next on the Money Hour, bringing in more than a certified life coach, bringing in expertise. Sherry O'Neill of Active Transformation, continued conversation right here on 1150 AM KKNW.
0: A new perspective, a helping hand, an encourager, a guide, a partner on the journey. Have you ever wished for things when feeling stuck, unmotivated, or in need of clarity in your life? Cherry O'Neill is a woman who can offer you these things and more as a personal life coach. If self-esteem, lack of passion or direction, or connecting with a sense of purpose are areas where you need help, Or more specifically, if body image, perfectionism, parenting issues, finding meaning in your life's third act are areas where you could use an experienced Sherpa for your journey, contact Cherry O'Neill. She would love to help you make your own active transformation. Active transformation is personal coaching in pursuit of passion, purpose, and potential. Visit active-transformation.com for more information
1: get your daily dose of variety alternative talk 1150
0: you're listening to an encore
1: presentation of the money hour with your host tina mitchell you're listening to the money hour with your host tina mitchell on alternative talk 1150 a.m now back to the show with local mortgage expert tina mitchell
2: You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere, or my show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more upcoming events that I offer, please go to tina tinamitchellevents.com. I am your local mortgage expert and the host of The Money Hour. I am here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you are listening to my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with uh, Cherry, my guest on the show today, please call the show at one 855 Again, that's one 855 or online at themoneyare.com. And now continued conversation with Cherry O'Neill of Active Transformation, bringing in more than certification to life coaching. She brings in her expertise right here on 1150 AM KKNW. So Cherry, why did you become Uh, A life coach. I know we shared a little bit about your life experience and what brought you here, and a little bit about that why. But what additional uh, Mm -hmm. brought you to your line of work?
3: Well, as I said, it's more about discovering that I kind of always was this person. It's coaching is more of who I am, not necessarily just what I do. And um, I found that out through going through my own life experiences, hardships um, that. I was able to, with, I tend to have an optimistic perspective, just, I was just born with it. And um, I've nurtured that. And so when I've gone through difficult times, I've always tried to look at the positive, look at what I can gain from it. And without fail, when I've gone through something really difficult, even if it's something that might be, you know, what some people would consider embarrassing, you know, to reveal, I have felt that there's value in that vulnerability because if we don't talk about our weaknesses, how, are, how is anybody else supposed to feel that it's okay for them to have those weaknesses and work through them and overcome them? And um, so I struggled for a long time with an eating disorder that uh, took about 10 years of my life, got me down to about 80 pounds. And I was five foot seven at the time. I was going to say
2: you're a tall woman. Well, <laughs> tall compared to me at five <laughs> four. <laughs> and um,
3: at the time, there n- people didn't know what the words anorexia and bulimia were. That was not a part of our vocabulary. Um, and so I thought I was just some crazy, strange person going through this stuff that nobody else was going through or understood. And I was struggling with it for a long time before I even knew it had a name. I read an article. I was struggling with it from the time I was about 13, 14 years old. And finally, when I was 20, I read an article in Time or Newsweek that gave it a name that let me know that there were professionals who were trying to come up with ways to treat it, that there were other people that were going through it. And while that didn't help me get well, it certainly gave me hope that you know, yeah. I'm not alone. Yeah. yeah. And there are other people going through the same thing. And so, uh, with much struggle and with the thought that I might not ever be able to have kids because of my having, you know, been so emaciated for so long, my, my, the systems in your body that aren't essential to your own survival will begin to shut down to help you maintain your own life. And one of the things you don't need is your reproductive system because you're just struggling to stay alive yourself. And so my reproductive system pretty much just shut down. And I was told that there was atrophy of the organs and that I probably wouldn't be able to have kids. And I felt horrible, obviously, because I had always wanted to be a mom. Uh, That was something that had been modeled to me, loved me in a beautiful way by my own mom. And when I got married, I, I, and found this out, I thought, man, you know, I've not only robbed myself of the opportunity of being a mom, but now I've robbed my husband, the opportunity of being a father. And so I tried to find ways that I could, could, you know, heal what I had broken. And I had come across the idea of visualization and I thought, well, that can't hurt. You know, I mean, it seemed kind of woo woo at the time, but I realized it's really the same thing as faith. You know, it's, it's believing in something you can't see yet. Yes. And so I started visualizing my body working the way it was supposed to work. Everything from my brain, sending messages to the organs to release hormones and the whole thing. And saw myself having three full cycles, getting pregnant and having a, a healthy, natural uh, delivery. And within a couple of months, things started to come to life again. And I had three cycles and got pregnant and had my first child. And then you had uh, four more children. Four more. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, Cherry, thank you so much for uh, for sharing your story. And yes, for um, if you're listening to the show today, if I were to go back and wish that I would have known something sooner, it would be just what Cherry has said, to be vulnerable, present your unique entire self all of your struggles and all of your challenges because that's how you're able to connect with people People will connect with you, and then your only, and then and only then are you able to make a difference in someone's life through the product and/or service that you have to offer. Is through that that connection. Um, it took me years to figure that out, and mm-hmm. um, and now I share my story of tragedy to triumph. The most vulnerable times in my in my life, and the most embarrassing uh, things, which now are my badge of honor. Um, you know, sometimes in, in front of hundreds of people. If you're listening to the show um, and you're looking for a dynamic. Key speaker, go to my events platform, tinamitchell.com. And if you are, if you're e- dealing with, uh, eating disorder, Cherry is the only one to be talking to about life coaching because she has lived your story and she has made it to the other side at a very high level. And, um, that uniqueness in, in its own is, um, uh, can be a game changer in your life. So thank you, uh, Cherry, for uh, for sharing that. Mm-hmm. So outside of your own unique story and whether your clients have an eating disorder or they're trying to get through a drug addiction or they have lack of confidence because of the family environment they were raised in or the host of hundreds of, of different stories that each individual mm-hmm. has, Through your story because that's another amazing thing with sharing your story when you're sharing your story and somebody is going through a struggle in that moment they actually are listening to every word that you're saying in your story as they're actually going through their own life challenge story. That is completely different for yours. It's just really magical how that works. But outside of, uh, of that, Cherry, because that's a unique thing that uh, sets you aside from other coaches that have not mm-hmm. have, had major challenges in life, what else makes you different from other coaches?
3: Um, well, I think the fact that I am willing to share my own story, I don't know about other coaches, I only know me, but I, I'm, I'm a strong believer in in what, you know, Brene Brown says about the power of vulnerability and the power of empathy and be, being able to feel with what other people are going through. I don't want my relationship with people that I'm coaching to be purely clinical and, um, you know kind of cold and, and medicinal kind of, you know, I want to be in the trenches. I want to be walking alongside the people that I'm working with and feeling what they're feeling and, and having them and and being open to them to ask me to any questions that they might have about my own life and my experiences, because I honestly believe that that's what gives them redemptive power. When you go through the tough things, the way to redeem them is to be able to share the lessons that you've learned from them.
2: And there's and nothing so. better than see somebody that has gone through tragedy and has been able to triumph on the other side because it shows what's possible
3: Absolutely. Um, for, for people.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, Cherry, what about uh, a niche that you <laughs> in your business?
3: Well, you know, like I said, when I first started uh, be- being, becoming certified, it was about working with young people because that was something that I was already doing. But then I realized as I started reaching out to people and started looking for those, quote, guinea pig clients to work with before I became certified, that there were people that were struggling with eating disorders, body image, perfectionism, all of those kinds of things that are kind of linked in that kind of same vein. But then there were also people that were dealing with, uh, you know, self-esteem, depression, which is something I've been through. I, you know, have been taking antidepressant medication since I was 29 years old. My brain, my brain chemistry is a little bit out of whack. And so I learned how to, uh, you know, to find ways to rebalance that. And while I'm not somebody that pushes medication, I'm s- certainly somebody that understands the value of it. Yes. Um, and working with uh, with people who are you know, kind of feeling that depression, trying to find some sense of purpose in their lives. Um, I love working with people who are struggling with how to parent. How do you go from being your child's manager to being their consultant when they hit their teenage years? And how do you learn to let go? Um, having two of my five kids deal with very serious addiction issues, learning how to let go and how to be supportive without being enabling was something that I had to learn. And I'm very happy to say that my kids are all doing very well and are clean and sober. And uh, I don't take the credit for that. All I've done is try to love and support and understand and not enable. Um, They've done the work, but, uh, and then the third thing is the, that, that um, coming up with that sense of purpose for your third act, when you've raised your family, when you've done your job, and it's now, well, is that all there is now? Who am I, you know, and I really get excited about working with people in going back through their lives and finding the things that maybe they were passionate about at one time and had to kind of put on the back burner. And now how do we get to bring that back in? How do we get to bring more of those positive experiences into your life to make the third act be your best one yet.
2: Yeah. So, depending on your uh, coaching student, you're either taking them through uh, your past experience from the early age of raising your kids, well, or even earlier that before your kids and your struggles that you had with your eating disorder, into uh, you know raising your kids, then getting them through the teenage years with there were some struggles through that, and then as you uh, say, the third act of life, which you're going through right now uh, uh-huh. yourself and seeing success in your business. So, uh, Cherry. What is, so we talked about, you know, the coaching versus therapy. So let's see, cause you're not a licensed therapist, you right. are a certified coach. So what's the difference between uh, coaching and therapy?
3: Um, I, I think therapy kind of tries to look at where things have broken down, that what's wrong. What's, how are things subnormal in your life? And I like to, as a coach, I look, I like to look and see, what do you have that you can bring? What are the resources you have available to you to bring to your life, to make it what you want it to be? So it's it's less about trying to fix something that's broken and how to empower you to create the life that you want. Um, I mean, that might seem subtle, but I think it's kind of a powerful thing. It's not about going back and and analyzing all the things that went wrong in your life. Although I do encourage clients to do what I call a life timeline, where they look at the positive experiences and the negative experiences, but it's not to kind of tear apart the negative things. It's to say, okay, what do the positive experiences have in common? What do the negative experiences have in common? How can we create Your life now so there's less of that possibility of the negative things and so much more of the possibility of those positive things. What was it about them that made them positive and how can we get more of that in your life.
2: I I love that. And I was actually uh, inspired by Steve Jobs' commencement speech. Um, I do a personal mastery uh, event. And one of the exercises I take them through is just what you're talking about is, but he calls it connecting uh, your dots. And when I went through and connected my dots, I had no idea that every single defining moment in my life, tragic and triumph they all were connected some through decisions that i made in my tragic moments that i could have made a different decision and you know so it really is a powerful exercise to go through those defining moments and find the connections and then uh what i call now is um, my reflection challenge. And that's continuing to take that exercise through the rest of your life and make note every night before you go to bed, your your wins and your challenges, because then you can continue to go back and connecting those dots. And when you're strategically thinking about how your dots are going to connect, that helps you to make that better decisions in your choices in those challenging times. Right. So, um, um, one, of,
3: one of the things that I've started doing with former and current clients and anybody who wants to be on the list is I send out an, uh, an evening inspiration. And the reason I do it at night is because every, I mean, a lot of people talk about how to start your day, yes. but I like the idea of what are you thinking about as you drift off to sleep? And so right. I send these inspirational messages, usually a meme and then a, a, a little thing that I write about it, my observations, thinking about maybe putting them in a book and calling it cherry on top. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love the way, that. The way to finish your day, right? Oh my
2: gosh, I love that. And yes, yeah, so many key uh, takeaways uh, here that Cherry is sharing with you if you're listening to the show today, and this is another one. Uh, yes, you need to know what your routine is, not outside of brushing your teeth and taking a shower, but your routines to make your yourself your best self for the day should be just like your routines of You don't leave the house without taking a shower and brushing your teeth. And it's the same thing. It needs to be at that same level, but it's different in morning than in evening time. I call in the morning is the time for motivation because that's when you need to get fired up. So you're ready to conquer the day because guaranteed challenges are going to present themselves. And as just as Cherry said, and I believe as well, evening is for inspiration. And when you do your evening routines, it needs to be, just as Cherry said, what are you doing right before you lay your head down on your pillow, right before you go to bed? That is the time not to watch the news if you have to watch <laughs> the news which side note you should not unless there's something really critical going on in the world like right now but if you have to watch the news watch it before you have dinner then have your dinner with your family and then have your time to yourself right before you go to bed because that is going to determine what you are closing your eyes and going to be thinking about so what are those routines um and that's what cherry is talking about here so uh thank you for that uh another uh game changer taking away take away uh, Don't. Don't tune out of the show because coming up next on the Money Hour, continued conversation with Cherry O'Neill of Active Transformation, Transformation, bringing in more than certification to life coaching. She brings in her experience right here on 11:50 AM KKNW.
0: A new perspective, a helping hand, an encourager a guide, a partner on the journey. Have you ever wished for things when feeling stuck, unmotivated, or in need of clarity in your life? Cherry O'Neill is a woman who can offer you these things and more as a personal life coach. If self-esteem, lack of passion or direction, or connecting with a sense of purpose are areas where you need help, or more specifically, if body image, perfectionism, parenting issues, Finding meaning in your life's third act are areas where you could use an experienced Sherpa for your journey? Contact Cherry O'Neill. She would love to help you make your own active transformation. Active transformation is personal coaching in pursuit of passion, purpose, and potential. Visit active-transformation.com for more information.
1: Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to an encore presentation of The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell
2: you are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW this Saturday show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook Premiere Show, or you can catch my show on my show YouTube channel. I'm your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. And having a continued conversation with Cherry O'Neill of Active Transformation, bringing in more than certification to life coaching, Cherry brings in her experience and expertise. And we're right here on 1150 AM KKNW. So uh Cherry, we've been talking about and, and uncovering a lot of what you do as a life coach, what makes you uh, unique as a coach and what you can bring in to people's unique personal stories and how you can help draw from those experiences uh, moving forward in their journey in life. So what is, what is a typical if there is actually such a thing relationship look like when they're working with you as their life coach, Cherry?
3: Well, usually I encourage people to have a consultation call, which is free of charge, because I want people to understand how I, how I function, uh, who I am, what kind of person I am, what, how we converse with each other, if they're comfortable with me, and then let them decide if they feel we'd be a good fit. And if so, then we proceed and I have several um, possibilities for payment, either either they can go session by session, but I I kind of discourage that. Um, I like people to commit to at least one month because, you know, and that's four sessions because you can't really accomplish a whole lot with just one coaching session. You need to kind of build up some steam and and dig a little bit and start applying some of the strategies that we uh, decide would be helpful for you. Um, And then we just kind of continue from there and see if the if the client feels that they've accomplished the goals that they had when they came to me, then it's, you know, time for them to embark on their own journey. And they're always welcome to come back uh, if they feel like they need a, you know, a touch up or (laughs) whatever, they can always reengage with me. Um, And. It's it's kind of like you said. It's different uh, in individual client by individual client. I've worked with somebody for you know one month, uh, and I've worked with somebody for almost two years. Yeah. Um, so it just depends on the individual and, and what they're trying to work through, and whether they feel that my assistance um, needs to continue, or whether they're willing to kind of try their own wings and and branch out on their own. And um, I often will. Uh, use like I have said my own experience, but I also have some exercises that I encourage people to do. One of them was the t- life timeline. I have another one where I get people to take an uh, an assessment of their individual values and strengths. Uh-huh. Because when you learn what your natural gifts are, your natural strengths, you can utilize those to help you accomplish the things that you want to Absolutely. to accomplish instead of you know trying to beat yourself up because you don't have a certain natural gift and you're trying really hard to develop it, why not use the ones that you've already got yeah. and get them to work for you? Um, and so that's another one. I have a couple of books that I really like to recommend to people to kind of help them question their mindset. Um, the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz is an amazing book about When we make these four agreements with ourselves, it simplifies our lives so much. One is uh, be impeccable with your word. One is don't make assumptions. One is um, uh, don't take anything personally. And the final one is always do your best. Simple things, but so powerful. Yeah. And so, you know, if I get a client to begin to embody those four agreements in their own life, they begin to see some changes. There's also another great book called The Art of Possibility. Oh, that's a which, good one. Yeah. Which gets people to look at things in a different way. Again, shift the perspective. See things uh, as if they are possible, and not as if as if they're not. One of the chapters talks about a college professor getting his students, rather than competing for grades and worrying, and just constantly being worried about whether or not they're going to pass, starting them out at the at the beginning of the quarter. So you're getting an A in this quarter, yes, in this class. So I want you to spend the rest of the quarter telling me why you think you deserve it. And that yeah. takes the competition and the pressure off of them. And then it brings in the joy of learning. And so if you can approach your life that way, yes. don't be so hard on yourself. Give yourself an A for just being here and making it through to where you are now. And then use those resources
2: that you've developed to get where you are now to help
3: you continue to move forward.
2: So, yeah, so, so true. I think well, one of the most in, important things is, um, uh, your self conversation, the conversations that we have with ourself and, um, I, Ninety percent of that conversation is negative, and it's and it's repetitive. So you need to have mm-hmm. not only conversations with yourself, but strategic conversations that you plant of what that positive uh, conversation is going to be. And the and pro- visualization process with the affirmations is all critically important. And remember that you have to maintain a, maintain a level of integrity with yourself. So you may not believe that it's that you can do it or that you were there because you can't say that I have or I am if you don't believe that you can you can start out with it's possible for me, you can work into that will build up to the, that I can, that will build up to I am or I have. And so it's going through that level process uh, is is really powerful, and I love the example that you shared in that that book, uh, Cherry. Is you know really putting yourself in that moment, and you know that you're going to get an A, and not just getting an A on that quarter, but why you deserve it, and that's something that I haven't heard before, um, which you know is in. It, is in, in, important. The list of things of why, you know, why do you deserve that? And then that's gonna make mm-hmm. you to do the activities that you need so that it actually becomes your reality. So right. Sherry, a typical duration, for coaching? Um, mm-hmm. I know you said it, It you know, it varies in the time and whether somebody is with you uh, at least a month. And that seems like really, if you're going to do live coaching, I mean, you know, do it for, you know, more than that period of time, but it might be six months. You've got clients that you've had for mm-hmm. two years um, in that duration and the, sen- the sessions, how long do those go for?
3: Um, usually I, I would say I recommend and see that people have the greatest benefit between three and six months and what I try to do is set up a weekly call that's convenient for my client and myself and I have them call me. I don't call them because I believe that they need to own their their part in the in their process of, of moving forward. So they call me at the at the agreed upon time and we have an hour where we call and we talk about <clears throat> what's come up. Uh, you know the positive things, the challenges. And we talk about uh, the if there's been any um, assignments. You know if they've been able to do that. We talk about affirmations. We talk about journaling. We talk about uh, breakthroughs. You know all of those things. We we come up with strategies to again. It's about you telling me what it is you want your life to look like, and and us deciding at the beginning how are we going to know when you've reached that point. Mm. How will you know that you've reached that goal? And so then we we kind of assess it as we go along. Are you there yet? Okay. What can we do to make sure that we're moving towards that goal that you say you want to reach? And when we feel that we've gotten there, then we say, well, it's it's been a good a good coaching relationship. And now uh, you're going to try it on your own. And I'm always here if you you know if you find that you need a refresher. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you know, good luck, blessings. Um, Godspeed, all that good stuff, and off they go. Well,
2: and, and people know that to be successful in business and all of the most successful people in life have coaches, somebody to help them see outside of their own space, to hold them accountable, and to be helping them bring those great ideas that are within inside them that they might not have the space of that to bring that creativity out. and And life coach is no different. To have somebody that and that is there to help you through that, uh, to keep you accountable in what you say that you want and if you're meeting that or not. And then of course, the expertise and the certification that only you have, Cherry, or people that are in your coaching space that we don't have. And so it's, it's important to have that part of your, uh, your relationship. And yeah, the check-in is as well, you know, going through your six-month or your one-year program, things change and new things come up in life and you need to resharpen that tool. And what a better way to resharpen the tool than with your certified coach that does this day in and day out. So Cherry, has being a coach for your clients brought you to any new insights or realizations about yourself and your own life?
3: Um, yeah, I mean, especially as I've been doing these nightly inspirations, <clears throat> I was talking to one of my sisters, because I have three sisters, and during the pandemic, they I put them on my inspiration list, <laughs> uh-huh. and I was talking to one of my sisters yesterday, and she said that she had noticed some changes in me, and she said, I, I'm sure it's because you're you're speaking to yourself every night when you send out those inspirations you it's seeping into your own psyche yes, yes. <laughs> and so that's that's definitely you know it's kind of a physician heal thyself almost it's like uh-huh. you're when when you're working on giving to other people it's so true what you you can't help but get something in return yeah. and you know i i think uh in the giving is is the receiving you know yes.
2: Yeah, you can't help but level up. You can be an expert in your own space, but you can't help but level up when you're teaching others. As a time management and business efficiency coach, I am continuing to master my craft because I am sharing what I know, what I learn, and that's leveling up through the process. So, Cherry, we have less than three minutes left, but I want to uh, get to the most gratifying experience uh, that you've had as a coach or success story. Mm. Um, I would have to say it was that one woman that I worked
3: with for almost two years. She, I didn't realize it at the time, and if I had known the challenges that she was facing, I would have been a little daunted, but she uh, came to me with a a um, relapse of bulimia. That was her, and and some depression, and so she knew that I might be able to help her with that, and that's where we started, but as we started digging further, she told me that she had been anorexic as a teen and it had been bulimic at that point and then had gone through a recovery process. And then she hit a wall in her business uh, life and resorted back to the bulimia and was finding herself getting depressed and withdrawn and having to hand over her business to somebody else to take over for a while. Well, as we as we talked more, she had a business as a graphic designer and she had stopped doing artwork. And so as I encouraged her to maybe start doing some more artwork it came out that she had been abused as a child by her own father wow. and that she had developed um dissociative identity disorder and she was working with a psychiatrist about her personalities that she had developed to you know to help herself cope with this incest throughout her life and she had me talk to her therapist because she wanted the therapist to to know why my coaching her was helping her. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And so, and I said, I hope I'm not, you know, stepping on any toes or, or doing anything. I'm not, she goes, no, not, not at all. Whatever you're doing is really helping. And so she started doing artwork again. She started, Uh, she started deciding to take time off from her business and go back to school and become an art therapist. And that was the first summer she had been able to spend with her two boys where she wasn't working all summer long. And it was the best summer she ever had. And the hard part of this story is that uh, as school started again, that following year, she tripped down some stairs and broke her neck and passed away.
2: Oh my gosh. Wow. And
3: While I was very upset, obviously, to hear that, I was so grateful to know that I had had an opportunity to play a role in helping her connect with her two boys, and it turned out that she had read my book about my eating disorder when she first had anorexia at 14 and had written to me, and I had written her back. And that's why she had reached out to me in the first place, because she knew that I would take an interest in her personally. So,
2: yeah, Cherry, thank you. That's just one of probably hundreds of stories that Cherry (laughs) has in people she's helped. So Cherry, I've got to wrap up the show, but really quickly, uh, how do my listeners connect with you?
3: My website is active-transformation.com. I am on Facebook, I am uh, on Instagram, and my phone number is 206-550-3809, email cherry at active-transformation.com.
2: Wonderful. So you can go to com, connect with Cherry, um, and take advantage of her complimentary introduction uh, call in life coaching. Cherry, thank you again for coming into the studio. Uh, it was a pleasure having a conversation with you. Thank you. Uh, also, you can call the show at one 855 411 or go online to moneyr.com for any additional information uh, or connection with Cherry if you didn't get her uh, information. Tina Mitchell, your host and local mortgage expert. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. I look forward to talking with you next week. More on money right here on 1150 AM KKNW.
1: Tina Mitchell, MLO 145 145- is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.